welcome to Mimesis, the podcast about all the twisted ways that art and life imitate each other. I'm Stacey Rourke. And I'm Sandra Sheriff-Zacherly. And we are your hosts on this zany adventure. We are. And now a part of the Once Upon a Podcast Network. That's right. Yes. We're growing and we're expanding. So exciting. We are. And we actually sound human this week. We do. <laughs> you do a lot. <laughs> Isn't that nice? I still feel like my voice is a little bit, like it's not 100% back. Yeah. But I sound way better than I did. I oh, you sound to way our, better. I listened to our last episode and I was like, girl, uh-huh. <laughs> go, go to bed. <laughs> go drink a hot toddy. <laughs> and sleep for a week. Yeah. That was rough. That whatever that had a hold of, um, yeah, it, it was it was a rough one. Thankfully, in the like the two days, I was like, oh, I feel so much better. <sighs> it was bad. I tell you what, anything upper respiratory that I get, it just does not want to let go of me. No, no, you stay sick for a long time. I do. It just when it's respiratory infections, like just keep that shit away from me because it'll take right. me down for a long mm-hmm. time. Oh, anyways. Um, anyways. So I did something really cool yesterday. I know, and I'm really, really, really jealous. It's so amazing. I think my husband's even more jealous. <sighs> he should be. Like, he should be. Uh, for our listeners, my family and I are Disney annual pass holders. As you should be, because you live yeah, there. Yeah, because we, we do. We live there. Uh, we got sneak peeks at the new tron ride at magic kingdom it's if okay let me say the best way i can sum it up is if um rock and roller coaster and space mountain had a baby (gasps) and that baby grew up to like some sort of mammoth monster beast (laughs) like it would be this ride yes (laughs) it would be this ride it's freaking amazing I saw your little video and I was like, I want to be there so bad, especially because you guys were wearing like shorts and tank tops. Oh, wait, oh, it was beautiful. It was a gorgeous day. The only bad thing I can say is it was a Magic Kingdom on a Saturday when all the Florida schools just let out for spring break. Yeah. So after we got off the ride, uh, we were only able to do a couple more rides because the lines were just so yeah. long. We waited yeah. like 70 minutes to do Haunted Mansion. Oh. And we normally don't. We're Floridians. No. We don't wait in those kind of lines because we can just come back when the parks aren't as busy. Yeah. Um, But I I can't go to Magic Kingdom and not do Haunted right. Mansion. Right. You have yeah. to do that. I have to. Did you get your turkey leg? I did. I got Yay. my turkey leg. It was glorious. <laughs> I went on Pirates. We went into Memento Mori and they had Memento Mori for you that those of you that are not big Magic Kingdom connoisseurs, it's a little shop right outside the Haunted Mansion that has yeah. all sorts of like gallows humor type uh gifts and souvenirs and I got a Madame Leota t-shirt. Nice. That I'm just in love with. And I also got a, a magnet that I'm not putting on my car because it'll get sun warped. But yeah. so we had a good day. You can put it on your refrigerator. I That's exactly where it is right now. It's on my fridge. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a lot of fun. And if you get a chance to ride Tron, absolutely do it. It's totally worth it. The only bad thing I can say about it, and it's the same thing I say about Flight of Passage, is it was just too short. Like I wanted to keep yeah. going. Just yeah, go again. Flight of Passage was a lot of fun. Oh I really gosh. liked it. Love Flight of Passage. Scott has a hard time riding that. Really? Because he's so tall. Okay. Yeah. He might have the same kind of feeling about Tron then, because you're you're sitting on a very similar type of apparatus. Okay. So, but the other thing. The back harness, because like the back comes down, yes. but it has a little bit of give to it. Oh. <laughs> and the only motion you can really do is kind of like twerking. So, <laughs> so my kids were behind. that on a, for 
Yeah, purpose. my kids were behind me. So, of course, I was like, work, 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 work. And they were like, stop it. <laughs> You're so embarrassing. It was awesome. Are you having technical difficulties? Are you okay? <laughs> I just, I had it off-centered. My mic fell over <laughs> and I had it a little off-centered. And so I just needed to like shift it over just a tiny little bit so it stopped falling on me. <laughs> I looked over and like everything was falling over and chaos ensued. Yeah. yeah, it's the stupid little tripod. And if I don't have the mic lined up with the front like leg, then it just goes whoop. <laughs> oh, that's stupid. Yeah, I didn't realize it was spun just a little bit (laughs) too far (laughs) too much too soon yeah um another thing about magic kingdom not only is splash mountain down now for um them they're turning it into the princess and the frog ride yeah big thunder mountain railroad is down for um yeah they're doing some renovations on that too so well i guess that whole little area can be down at once yeah which kind of sucks but at the same time just get it yeah done. we started walking that way i was like there's literally nothing over there everything yeah. over there is closed down yeah so yeah. um on another thing we got a couple minutes before we need to get to business here but how many snow days have your kids had since christmas have you counted seven. Oh, oh my gosh and this one on friday should not have been a snow day really yeah and i think that's even worse yeah I was cranky all day and them having the day off. I was like, it threw all my plans out the window. Like Mm -hmm. I was going to paint a second coat on my office. Yeah. (laughs) And I couldn't do it. Yeah. And Evan would have had a half day anyway on Friday, but. You still still could have knocked out. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just so annoyed that by the end of the day, we had less snow than what we were supposed to get. Uh, yeah. <laughs> was it was it snowing at all or hardly? yeah? It was snowing all day, but we got less snow than what we started with in the morning. Ah, oh, like it had great. melted. Yeah, that's that's how like it was snowing in the morning, and I think that's why they decided to cancel. But they canceled the night before. They didn't even wait to see. They didn't even wait to see. Mm. whatever do you remember when but. we were younger and like you, they didn't cancel the night before they didn't send out a text you, you had, had to watch that scroll yeah. across the bottom and wait uh-huh. and see if your school came up and then when it did you were like "Woo! Yeah. i'm going back to bed <laughs> yeah yeah but we had like i had to go out there in the snow because we had the tree people come and look at our tree and tell us how much it was going to be an arm and a leg yeah because I told you that we had branches fall and that we had yeah. to have it. Yeah. <sighs> Trees getting taken out are really expensive. I know. I know. We had to have a huge one taken out. And it was six grand. Yeah. They yeah. wanted $5,200. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't want this tree gone. I really don't. And I'm having a hard time justifying taking it out. Like, I don't want it to fall in my house. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't just top it because it's a pine tree. It won't grow back. Yeah. It'll just be a stump. (laughs) Big, giant stump. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like we have to remove the whole thing. And I'm just, I'm really having a hard time with it. Yeah. And to know it's going to cost you that much money. Yeah. It's, and you don't really want the tree gone in the first place. It's, that's a hard pill to swallow. I get it. Mm -hmm. I get it. Our tree that we paid all that money for, we didn't have a choice. Yeah. No, you It was didn't. very dead. It was very big. And it was going to do a lot of property damage very soon. To not so. just yours. It could have taken oh, yeah. out like two or three houses. Yeah. That's how big it was this enormous. tree was. And yeah. then it was going to infect like other people's property. And we were going to yeah. end up being Held responsible reliable. for that. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's the only thing that's like kind of pushing me is. I don't want it to follow my neighbor's house. Yeah. I don't want to have to buy them a new roof. <laughs> yeah. That's either pay the 5000 or pay uh-huh. 15000 when you have to pay for their roof. Yeah. And I don't want yeah. to do that. No. Because we need a new roof too. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to pay for two. No. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Yeah. Oh, all this grown up shit. I know. Can I just be a kid again and have snow days? <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> my kids are on spring cartoons. break right now and they're like, mom, what are we doing today? And I'm like, I'm working. I'm working. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of working, oh. <laughs> I, I had a content edit I had to do for a client and I had to get it done because I have other clients this week. So I had to do 60 pages that I had remaining yeah. um, from the second I got out of bed until about what, an hour ago when I was like, I need to eat food. Yeah. Yeah. All day long, I was working on this All thing. Day. So I'm going to say ahead of time to everyone listening, I'm really sorry if my brain is not firing on all <laughs> cylinders today. Uh, she She's tapped out. Uh-huh. <laughs> she's happy that I did my research ahead of time because girlfriend has tapped out. She's not even yeah. here anymore. But that said, what we're talking about is something, and I think I, I mentioned this in our last podcast. Yes. It's something that I noticed and I saw similarities and it fired me up enough that like you had to do the research. I'm really, it. really excited to share this with you guys because I yeah. think we found something. I think we have figured out where um, the Dexter writers got their inspiration for part of the New Blood series. Okay. And I think once I pre- present this information, you guys are going to be like, there's no way they didn't. They had yeah. to have at least heard about this and drew inspiration from it. Because yeah. there's just too many similarities. I still haven't caught up, and I really need to ca- catch up on Dexter. You do, because they're talking about not one, but two um, spinoff <laughs> series. Yay. One of them being um, the, oh my god. I totally, you see, my brain is not working. Um, John Lithgow's the, tr- oh, the Trinity no. Trinity Killer. Yeah. There's, they're talking about doing a spinoff series of his origin stories. Yeah. Which and I would love that. Yes. Yes. Oh, he, um, John Lithgow also makes an appearance in New Blood. We see a little bit of him in that. Okay. So. I thought he killed he has, It's It's flashbacks. Oh, okay. Um. But they're also talking about going on with New Blood, with Harrison kind of as the main character. Okay. And my own opinion, I think Dexter would be the voice he sees, kind of like Dexter saw Harry. Okay. I think Dexter would be the one that Harrison sees, and I would watch the shit out of that because... Yeah. Michael C. Hall is just brilliant. Yes. So I would absolutely watch that. Yeah. That being said, let's get into um, a little bit of my research here. Are you ready? Yes. So in 2021, pay attention to that date. Yeah. The fan favorite show Dexter returned with an all new season that I just mentioned a second ago was called Dexter New Blood. We're going to talk a little bit about this show, and then we're going to go into what I think this was based off of, okay? Yeah. In the opening episode, we meet the first person in a long while who fits Dexter, played by Michael C. Hall's, code of being bad enough to bring the Bay Harbor busher out of retirement. Mm-hmm. This guy's name is Matt Caldwell. Matt is trying to buy a big-ass gun from the Alaskan shop that Dexter, who's living under the name Jim Lindsay, is working at. Excuse me, is working at. You see that? My voice just completely gave out on me for a minute. (laughs) Well, Matt's name is flagged in the system when Jim tries to get him approved to make the purchase. Okay. Never a good thing. Um, this pisses off the spoiled little rich boy. And let me add to this that Matt's dad owns businesses in real estate all over town. Everybody knows his dad. Um, and Matt is absolutely a spoiled little rich boy. Of course. Yeah. Um, Matt leaves in a huff and Jim, a.k.a. Dexter, does a little research into why he was flagged. It turns out, a few years back, Matt was involved in a boating accident that killed five people. 
it's believed that Matt's friend Bill was driving the boat that night. And Bill, unfortunately, has a scar on his face that's in the shape of a dick. (laughs) (laughs) That he got in the accident. Uh, And Matt and his friends endlessly tease this guy about it. Now, I need to state that these Matt and his friends are like grown ass men. Okay. These like Matt brags about having a job at Merrill Lynch. So these aren't teenagers. They're grown ass men that are still behaving like frat boys. Yeah. They're past their college prime. Yeah. So it makes you hate them even more. Yeah. Well, the red flag blocking Matt clears, and Dexter is forced to go to the party that Matt is having at the Caldwell Mansion to hand-deliver the weapon. Which, he didn't want to sell this gun to the guy in the first place, and now his boss is making him hand-deliver it. Oh. Exactly. That just, you feel bad from him right there. For him, excuse me. Well, when Dexter shows up... Matt is being serviced in the sexual sense of course by he is. an underaged girl. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Well, Dexter doesn't know she's underage at that moment, but we should we learn about it shortly thereafter. So he has to wait because he can't just hand the gun to anybody. He has to give it to Matt. So he has right. to wait. And Matt isn't, like, Matt's not going to wrap up soon. He's going to go ahead and finish what he's doing. Because, again, the guy's a prick. So during the time that Dexter's waiting for Matt, he ends up talking to Bill, who's the the dick face guy. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Dick face. Well, Bill is doing lines of coke in the bathroom. Of course. Of course he is. And he starts to get a little bit chatty. He admits to Dexter, a.k.a. Jim, that he wasn't actually driving the boat the night of the accident. Matt was. But Matt's family paid him a hefty sum to take the fall and say that he was driving. Of course they paid. Yes. Well, this this news... Is starting to awaken certain urges from Uh, Dexter. Yeah. Yeah. But he's fighting to keep his demons at bay. And he's doing a pretty good job of it. Until Matt uses the gun that Dexter delivered to him to shoot this gorgeous white buck that Dexter saw on his daily runs and had slowly bonded with. Okay. Not to mention this book was protected by the local Native American tribe. Now, for a little bit of context, Dexter is literally petting the duck. The duck. The the buck. <laughs> Stop petting a duck. That would be weird. A white duck? Are you sure that's not a swan? It was, wasn't a duck. There are no ducks. He was petting the buck for the first time when Matt shoots it. Ugh. Like, this thing just trusted him enough to let him pet it, and Uh fucking Matt shoots it. Enraged by this, Dexter punches Matt in the head with the butt of his own gun. Like, Matt set it down because he was like, woo, look at what I did. Look at what I begged. Like, he's bragging about it. And Dexter picks up his gun and punches him in the head. yeah. Yeah. You can't really blame him there. No. But it's Dexter, and he didn't stop there. Right. While Matt is unconscious, Dexter makes the decision to come out of serial killer retirement, retirement and make Matt his latest victim. Mm-hmm. Um, I also need to pause here to say that in this season, he doesn't see Harry anymore. He sees Deborah now. Okay. Because I don't, I don't know if you ever finished the season. No. Okay, Deborah ends up getting shot. Because of Dexter. And now he sees her and she's the one basically telling him, don't do this shit. Stick to your your patterns. You were doing good. So now she is the voice in his head. 
which was actually a really brilliant thing that they worked in. I was really excited about that. Yeah. Well, did she leave the show because they got a divorce? Oh, no. She stayed on the show for up until the end. They worked together for years after they got divorced. Oh, okay. Yeah. She was there right up until the last season. Okay. Which I give them all the credit in the world for. Good for them. They put the work first. Okay, so while Matt is taped down to Dexter's table, he's running his mouth about his dad and how powerful his dad is and all these resources that he has and how he's going to rain down his fury on Dexter, you know, all that rich boy bullshit. Yeah. But here's the twist. Matt's father, Kurt, learns not too long after that, that Matt is dead. Because, you know, Dexter can't throw his body into the ocean like he did in Miami. It's Alaska. Right. Right. So he ends up burning the body. But Matt had a titanium bolt in his hip because of the boating accident. Okay. The titanium didn't melt in the fire. Well, no. You can't get it that hot. No. So Kurt was able to find that bolt and match the serial number and know that that was the one that was in his son's hip. Yeah. Armed with that information, as a concerned father, Kurt must have immediately run to the the cops and given up the information he had, right? Isn't no. that what any parent would do? Uh, yeah, but he didn't. He didn't. No. Not only did he keep that information to himself, he lied to the police and said that Matt had called him from New York and was alive and well. You can okay, call then. off your search. Everything's fine. I know right where my son is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's probably like, thank goodness. I don't have to deal with that anymore. I don't have to pay any more of his boating accidents. <laughs> yeah. So why would a father lie about his child being dead? Or his, his child being alive if he was really dead? Why would he do that? Why does son's life or death not be a number one priority? Because Kurt had a much bigger secret that he was hiding. He was a serial killer. Oh, he shit. Had a, yes. He had, oh, col- had a collection of bodies stored underground. And he didn't want the police looking his way for anything. So he knew his son was dead and was like, okay, well, um... Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. You don't need to snoop around anymore. We're good. We're good. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So going through that. Two serial killers in Alaska. That's a very small world. It really is. In the Alaskan (laughs) wilderness there. I've recently started rewatching this show because I, I... I rewatch Dexter probably once a year. It's one of my, I think I've said mil- yeah. many times here on the podcast, it's one of my favorite shows. Well, as I was watching this season again, I started thinking about Alex Murdaugh, who's been in the news, and his son, Paul Murdaugh. And I really, really feel like Paul was the inspiration for the character of Matt Caldwell. Yeah. Let me go into some of the damning evidence as to why I think that is. So on February 23rd, 2019, which is two years before Dexter came out, the, or New Blood, mm-hmm. excuse me, Dexter Murdoch. Dexter Murdoch? Be- <laughs> that's right. Before Dexter New Blood came out. Yeah. Paul Murdoch, who was 19 years old, was in a boating accident with five other people on board. Okay. How many people died in Matt's boating accident? Five. So there's that connection between the two of them. Paul was the son of Alex and Maggie Murdaugh. If you've been following the news, you've heard Alex's name all over the place. Yeah. And we will get to all of that in a little bit. I know that there's a lot of feelings and conspiracies and all that about Alex. And we're going to touch on that in a little bit. Um, but what you need to know is that the Murdoch family is very powerful. 
and extremely well connected in their hometown of Island Islandton, South Carolina. Yeah. Which very much like Kirk Caldwell, very connected, know a lot of people. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Had high power jobs. High power jobs, high power friends. Yeah. Yes. Well, on that February 23rd night, Paul and his his five friends, who were all under the age, you know, under the legal drinking age, yeah, got into Murdoch's Murdoch's boat to go to an oyster roast. Which, okay. by the way, sounds friggin' amazing. Yes, please. <laughs> and I'm a little pissy. I've never <laughs> been invited to one. This is a thing we do. Okay. Yes. Why have I not been invited? Because we're not in the South. I'm in the uh, South. You're in the South. I get any further South than <laughs> Cuba. And they probably have oyster bakes there, too. Well, probably do. Probably do. I was thinking that me, I need to go South more <laughs> to get, like, good oysters. But no, the best oysters I've ever had in my life were from Prince Edward Island. Like, way up in the cold. They're so good. That does not surprise me. That doesn't mm-hmm. surprise me. There's an oyster bar not far from my house, but I'm a little leery about it because it, I don't know, man. You can get really sick off some oysters. I know. It, like, it looks kind you, of sketchy. Yeah. And I don't know if oyster bar is a metaphor for something else and I'm going to be walking <laughs> into like a strip club. I don't know. The outside doesn't really give it away. So I'm really leery about that. Yeah. I think we drove past it. Yeah. And I was like. I want some oysters. But then I was like, I don't know. Like, that doesn't really look restaurant-y. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, Oyster I know exactly, bar? Yeah. Question mark? <laughs> yeah. Because we drove past it when we went to Jeremiah's. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's right over yep. there. And you're like, ooh, oysters. And you're like, eh. I'll find a different place to get oysters. This at. doesn't look like – like, I'm afraid I'm going to go inside and see G-strings. Okay. I'm so <laughs> – we're going to have to do some recon and, like, send some people in to, like, go check it out for us. Just need you to go inside and see if anybody's naked. Yeah. <laughs> we just want some oysters. That's all I want. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Paul and his friends docked at 8 p.m. And they stayed there until midnight. Now the five other on the five other people on the boat, they wanted to go home after to Oyster Bake. They were tired. Yeah. It was kind of cold that night. It was February in South Carolina. It was cold. Yeah, it's cold. Yeah, they, they wanted to go home. Well, Paul wanted to party and insisted on driving, even though he had had more to drink than anybody else. He took them to a bar. Luther's Rare and Well Done was the name of it, which also sounds <laughs> like a place that could be a strip joint, yes. strip joint but it's not. Um. It sounds like it's either a strip joint or a really good restaurant. One of the yeah. other. <laughs> no one um, between. No. It was on the Beaufort waterfront where thanks to a fake ID that he and his buddy Connor had, they were able to keep drinking until 1.15 in the morning. Goodness. Yeah. Surveillance video confirms all of this. Now, not all the kids in, you know, went in. Some of them were outside. They were, you know, doing their own damn thing. They didn't want to be there. But yeah, Paul and Connor probably were... terrified to call their parents. Yeah. Like, I really need you to come pick me up. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing. I watched, there's a Netflix documentary on yeah. the Murdoch family. If you haven't watched it, absolutely do. I watched it with my kids. And when it got to this part about the boating accident and how the other kids wanted to go home and he was still drinking and yeah. no, he wasn't listening to them. I was telling my kids, I was like, look at this, look at this and look, what, look what can happen. I don't care. I don't care if you're uncomfortable. I don't care if, you know, you're just getting a little bit of a bad vibe. Call me, call yep. me. I yep. will, I will come get you. I would rather you be safe. I won't yell. I'm just going to get your ass home. Maybe yeah. we'll talk about it in the morning. But yeah. for right now, let me just get your ass home. Yeah. And that's a, I, I, we had the same conversation with Emma the other day. I was like, we're never going to be mad at you for calling us Mm-mm. that you need to come home from anywhere. 
Like we didn't put it fully on like just drinking, but yeah. anything that you feel uncomfortable with. We're never going to get mad. Yeah. I can remember being a teenager and oh, I was like 15 at the time and I went to a party and I just, I was just uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, I just, just was uneasy. And my friend, I remember the friend that I was with, with at the time, she was pissed because I was like, I'm uncomfortable and I just want to leave. I don't want to stay here. And yeah. honestly, she stopped being friends with me after that. But I, 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 I called and got a ride home and I didn't care. I just, I was uncomfortable and I didn't want to stay. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes just don't be polite. Just get yeah. the hell out of there if you need to get the hell out of there. Yep. I did that when I was like 20, maybe 21, right? When I was like drinking and I was like, no, I'm, I don't feel comfortable here. And, but I, I had been drinking and I was like, I made a phone call, got a ride back yeah. home. You know, you got to trust your gut in situations mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. If you if you have a feeling at all that something's just not right, get the hell out of there. Yeah. You have your intuition. And if your intuition is saying this is not the place you should be at, listen to it. Yep. And we're going to talk in just a minute about why it's important to do that. Yeah. Because this situation escalated to a horrible point. Yeah. Okay. So they drank until 1.15 in the morning. Yep. Video from the docks shows the six teenagers heading back to the boat at this point. And unfortunately, it would be the last time that one of them would be seen alive. According to all the other passengers on the boat, Paul's behavior was straight up scary. He was driving like a maniac. He was doing donuts and being reckless. None of them wanted him driving. Yeah. They were begging him to stop or to let him out. Just, just go over to the shore and let me out. Yeah. I don't even care where we are. Just let me out. Of course, he wouldn't do that. For a little while, Connor started driving the boat, but Paul pushed him out of the way, saying that it was his boat and he was going to drive. It okay. was shortly after that that they hit the bridge. Okay. At 2.20, a little after 2.20 in the morning, Connor was the one that called 911. He told them that they were in a boat crash on Archer's Creek and that one of them was missing. 19-year-old Mallory Beach never resurfaced after the crash. Mm. Uh, this young lady was absolutely stunning. Blonde hair, beautiful smile. She had a bright future in front of her and a boyfriend who fucking adored her. There, the yeah. Part of the footage that you see on the dock was just her and her boyfriend out there talking and laughing and enjoying each other's company. Aww. Like it's so pure and it's so sweet. In fact, when she didn't come up after the accident for days, her boyfriend refused to leave the scene of the crash while they were still searching for her because he didn't want to leave without her. Aww. His parents were there with him and he was like, I'm not leaving without her. I'm not leaving without her. Yeah. His mom even says in the Netflix documentary that um, he told his mother that the way he felt about Mallory, he said if they pulled her out of the water right now and she was okay and, you know, everything was all right, I would, I'd marry her tomorrow. Aw. Yeah. Unfortunately, after eight days, Mallory's body was found. Okay. Yeah. Well, you would think after the accident... Before they found Mallory, yeah, Alex Murdaugh would be, you know, concerned about where this young woman is, right? Yeah. There's a 19-year-old girl who's missing. Because of your son. Yeah. No. Instead, he was going from room to room at the hospital, talking to all of these kids and trying to find a way to take the guilt off of Paul. Connor said that Alex told him that he didn't need to tell anyone who was driving the boat. And as a matter of fact, after the accident, Alex tried to spin it that Connor was the one who was driving at the time of the accident. Okay. Isn't Alex a lawyer? Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. And did I mention that Connor got a nasty facial scar during the accident? <laughs> you did not. It wasn't dick-shaped, <laughs> but he did get a big scar 
um, from the accident. Yeah. So the claims that Connor was driving. Yeah. The scar. Like you can see. Yeah. It very well matches. Yeah. Very much. Very much so. Um, however, the other survivors said that they're no Connor was not driving. Yeah. You know, and that was the thing. Like, sure, Alex is a lawyer, but you have these other witnesses that were like, no, sir. No. Yeah. Connor wasn't driving. Your son was. So you can't you can't argue that. Um, so that argument there never really grew legs. In the hospital, Paul's blood alcohol level was 0.24. Holy shit. Which is three times the legal limit. Yeah. He had to be, like, held down in the hospital. They said he was just acting incredibly, um, <laughs> excuse me, off the wall, um, very aggressively drunk. Yeah. There was, everybody knew this guy was shit-faced. There was no hiding that. Despite his father trying to steer the narrative, Mallory Beach's family filed a wrongful death lawsuit against the Murdoch family. Yeah. Paul was also charged with multiple felonies, including boating under the influence resulting in Mallory's death and seriously bodil- serious bodily harm to two of his passengers. Okay. He pled not guilty, but never faced trial. Why didn't he face trial? Because before he could, he died alongside his mother, Maggie, on June 7th, 2021. Of course. Yeah. Now, I'm going to pause here for just a minute. We're going to talk about the facts of the case. Okay? There's a lot of people who believe Alex is innocent. Um, I've seen on TikTok that people think that he witnessed his um, son and wife's murder, but didn't want to speak out because he was protecting his other son, Buster. Like, there's so many people that believe a lot of different things about this. Yeah. So, for the moment, we're just going to speak on truth. Facts. Okay? What we know to be true is that Alex was just sentenced to two life sentences for the death of his wife and his son. Yeah. We also know, we're going to get into this, a lot more of the details here, but I'm not going to speak on if he was actually the one to pull the trigger. Yeah. What I will say is that based on his son's phone, Alex was at the scene when they died. Okay. Whether he pulled the trigger or not, he knows who did. Yeah. And it was somehow related to Alex's mistakes and sins. Okay? Okay. Boyfriend was behind this in one capacity or the other. Right. If he didn't pull the trigger, he's the reason why the trigger was pulled. Yeah. Okay? So we're just going to go with that as we go into the information here. So he was trying to protect Paul at the hospital. And now his son is being killed. Just like Kurt Caldwell, Alex had a lot of selfish reasons yeah. behind how his son ended up dead. Uh, Alex could have an episode all to himself where we just discussed the case. And at some point he likely will. Yeah. To be perfectly honest, I really want to get, um, you remember Lynn Shaw. You know her from OUAB. Yeah. She was obsessed with this case and watched like every single bit of footage about it. And I'm really trying to get her to come on and talk to us about it. Uh, Yes, please. Yes. (laughs) So hopefully I can talk her into it. I'll I'll help you. (laughs) Okay, good. For right now, we're just going to go over some of the details that prompted him to basically choose himself over family. We can start with his opioid addiction. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. This was a big influencer. He stole nearly $500,000 from clients at the law firm that he was a partner at. Oh, shit. To fund his addiction. Yeah. Oh, shit. (laughs) That's a lot of fucking money. 
A lot of money. On top of that, the law firm had recently discovered he was stealing this money and confronted him about it. Oh, Yet shit. before any action could be taken, oops, Paul and Maggie were killed. Okay. Yeah. So the partners didn't want to pour salt on the wound during his time of tragedy. So uh, they just kind of... Pour that salt. <laughs> yeah. They just kind of let it slide for a while. Mm-hmm. Pretty convenient, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Seems like something that somebody would probably do on purpose to get the attention off them, doesn't it? Yeah. Again, I'm not saying that's what happened, but wouldn't be surprising. And don't forget the housekeeper who died at the Murdaugh house. She fell on the front steps. There's rumors she was pushed. But okay. who am I to say? After her death. At the same time that the, the wife and the son were killed? Nope. This was before okay. it. This was before it. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, after her death, Alex filed a claim on his homeowner's insurance to bunny ears, bunny ears, pay her family for funeral expenses and whatnot. <laughs> the insurance company gave him a payout of, I think, like a couple hundred thousand dollars. Oh, my guess, goodness. Guess what? Her he family, bought that boat. <laughs> her family never saw a penny of that money. He never of paid them not. anything. Yeah. Yeah, he kept it to buy drugs or whatever else. Yeah. So yet again, he, he frauded his insurance company too. So as if all of this wasn't bad enough, after his wife and son were shot, when he called 911, he indicated that he believed whoever killed them was doing so out of retaliation for Paul's boating accident. Yeah. He thought somebody was trying to get revenge. That's what he said. So when it came down to that moment, he was trying to use what his sons did, or his son did, to take the light away from his Him. own crimes. Yeah. Which very similar to Dexter's. Dexter's Sounds very blood. much like a narcissistic who is playing the victim complex to a T. Oh, absolutely. But the interesting thing about all of this is the Paul's boating accident happened before Dexter New Blood. Right. And then the murder of Paul happened. and Maggie happened after it had launched. So yeah. if you're following the mimesis of it all, the show followed reality and then reality, reality resembled the show. <laughs> Yeah. Well, he probably watched the show and was like, oh, hell no. They're copying my life. Nope. <laughs> he was like, that sounds like my son. Wait a minute. Yeah. That Kurt guy's got some really good ideas. <laughs> so, you know, Alex is in jail now. There's going to be a lot of um, appeals to this. They're going to try to get him out. But I mean, I think there's a lot of evidence against him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I saw like a lot of stuff now is like about the fraud coming out right now. Yeah. And like they're trying to go after him for the fraud. He he fucked up a lot. He yeah. fucked up a lot. And the people that are like, I don't think he did it. I thought, I think this is what I've been seeing on TikTok. I think he was made to watch his wife and son get shot and he's keeping quiet to protect his other son. Um, this doesn't seem like the kind of guy that throws himself on a grenade for anybody. No. I think if he knew who killed his wife and his son and he wasn't in some way responsible for it, he would be shouting that from the rooftops. Oh, I think even if he was a little bit responsible, he was playing the victim complex. Mm -hmm. He would be, no, this person did it. Absolutely. Be damned with all the consequences. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he acted alone. There was two different guns used. And um, I don't see any reason why in the middle, unless like one gun jammed or something, I don't know why you would switch. Yeah. So I don't think he acted alone. 
But regardless if he pulled the trigger or not, I believe he was he was the motivation for why yeah. it happened. Completely. Well, maybe his son, like, I mean, this is just, like, I haven't seen anything, but maybe his son killed the wife and he killed the son. I don't know. His son had a pretty, pretty big drinking problem, so yeah, it's hard to say. Well, if his dad had an opioid problem, there's addiction runs, like, in families. Yeah. It's, like, an actual disease, not just addiction, like... You know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I do. I do. It, it's it's not but, just being addicted because yeah. you're addicted. It's It can actually be genetic. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I do. Yeah. This, this, I don't know if you've seen any of this on TikTok, but because of this trial, the Reba McIntyre song, That's the Night That the Lights Went Out in Georgia. Okay. It's become like the anthem for this trial. <laughs> you know, don't trust your soul to some backward Southern lawyer backwoods southern lawyer and i saw a tiktok where reba was performing this song and when it got to that line about the backwoods southern lawyer she kind of gave the audience like a knowing smile and like (laughs) everyone was screaming about it so i need you to know that as i was researching all of this that song has been stuck in my head for like three days (laughs) i mean reba was great like fancy is still one of my favorites yes (laughs) And there it goes. My little southern accent comes out a little. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Reba, she has aged like fine wine. She looks fantastic. She does. Yeah. She, yeah. Yeah. So um, so that's all I've got about this. But I think there's some pretty damning evidence that they, they got some of this from that boating accident. Oh, yeah. Rich they boy had to have. crashes his boat, blames it on somebody else. Five yeah. people on there, the scar, like they had to, they had to draw inspiration from it. Absolutely. I'm honestly Absolutely. good for good for them. Scouring the headlines for some fresh material. Yeah. I mean, now they probably wish that they knew. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, we should have hold off one more year. <laughs> Damn it. We would have had even more. Yeah. Oh, that was a good season, though. That was a good season. I have, yeah, I, I have some, uh, I have some things that bothered me about that season. But you haven't seen it, so I know I need to hurry up and watch so we can talk about it. The one thing I will say is the Dexter that we knew through the entire series. How how can I say this? He always hesitated before a kill. Yeah, like there had to be a reason. There had to be a motive. It had to be the right time. And in this past season, he broke character in that way a couple times where it was he wasn't as controlled. But I okay. guess you can kind of the argument about that could be he hadn't killed anybody in 10 years. Right. He'd been bottling it all up. So there probably was a little bit more of an explosive. Urgency? Yeah. Urgency. Yeah. There was more of an explosive need. You can kind of see that with the character. So yeah. but that did bother me. He also kills like a really good guy and that's another thing that bothered me he killed like a genuinely good guy yeah that was like looking out for his son and everything and Aww. he did it just to get himself out of jail and that's not a dexter thing to do no no Mm-mm. that's definitely not a dexter thing no no he yeah. wouldn't have done that so Mm-mm. i have problems with that but yeah Anyway, so that's all I have for this one. This was interesting. And I really want to go and look and look up more. Watch that Netflix documentary. Watch the and documentary. We definitely need to get Lynn on the episode. Oh, yeah. She watched every bit of the, the court trial and yeah. has a lot of feelings. So we yeah. need to get her on here to just talk about it and give us all the details. Yeah. Because then we could be like, oh, that episode was this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And uh, definitely watch the Netflix documentary. Yeah. Because this family yeah. is dirty in so many ways. That's so crazy. Well, it's so these crazy. rich families in these small towns that. Yeah. Oh, I have to tell you this. Talking about like crazy fraud and whatnot. Anna Sorokin oh, is in hell. court. Oh. <gasps> trying to get her lawyer to give her the documents so that she can fight deportation and 
her ex-lawyer like fainted and they had to like postpone and she was taken out in an ambulance what the hell i know she is like fighting to stay here kick this bitch out yeah she's here illegally just kick her the hell out and i'm that's not saying anything about anybody who's you know whatever i'm just saying she came in she ripped people off for hundreds of thousands of dollars right if anybody her visa is expired yeah yeah she's a criminal (laughs) she's going to do it again she Mm -hmm. did not learn from this right but that's the thing like right now she is being completely monitored if they kick her out who knows what will happen yeah that's true and if she can come back on a different name and she would you know she she totally would Although she's built a name for herself now. So now she wouldn't want to change her name because she'd be starting completely over. True. True. I do not like this girl. I do not like her. (laughs) I don't like people who fraud people. No. No. People that rip other people off just uh, makes me sick. Yeah. So do you have any idea of what your next topic is going to be, my love? No, (laughs) I don't. (laughs) I okay. thought about doing like um, Aaron Brockovich. Oh, that'd be fun. And the Flint water crisis and now Ohio. But I think that's still a little too fresh. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. A Not little bit. necessarily the Flint, but the Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I'll figure it out. You always do. You do. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's all we have for these nice people for today. And now um, I'm going to go turn my brain off because it's done all it can do today. (laughs) I'm going to go. Oh, no, I'm not. No, I was going to say, I'm going to go get a snack. No, I'm not. (laughs) I'm going to be good. No sticky (laughs) snacks. No snacks. All right. Until next time. Bye. Bye.